So, yo, AK Don, host of Don Talk Podcast. Yo, I'm here with the phenomenal, outstanding, multi-talented Red Shades. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. Yes, man. It's a good day out here. That's what I was just saying. So I'm just real calm right now. You mm. know, it's a lot going on, but um, things are looking good today. How about mm. yourself, though? Word, yeah. Um, you know. We we just got a new president, so this is this is yes. definitely like something to like. It, it's just it, it's a beautiful day all around. It know? is, yeah. It hasn't so. settled in yet, mm-hmm. but we definitely know we're we're ready for change. We know it's not going to be easy. All our answers are not going to be addressed. I mean, or all our issues are not going to be addressed. But it is a good step in the next direction because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we just been going through it. Yeah, struggling. <laughs> struggling. <laughs> man um so for those people who who aren't really familiar uh with you just kind of give a little background as to yeah man so i go by the name of red shades and i i guess you could say that i am a multifaceted creative that's what i'm going by these days because i do dabble in a lot of different fields so i guess i'm best known as a rapper and a mentor um, sort of like a, a music consultant type thing. I also work heavily with the youth as well. Um, shout out to the hip hop transformation. Mm. And I'm an entrepreneur. I like to call it an entrepreneur um, mm. because that's what my business and my line of work is in. And just an all around creative, man. I, I do film and video as well. And um, I'm known like sort of as like a community advocate. So I think we could like start there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so what um so how did you get involved with um the hip hop transformation? So um I remember a couple years back I was approached by the founder uh, one, the co-founder of the program, Darren Cordy. And this was on like Facebook at the time. And I don't even think I was going like full force with my music. I think I was just um, ending my job that I had at the time. And he was like, hey, you know, I heard a couple of your songs. I really like it. You know, I would love for you to come speak to the kids at TWHT. That's what we call it. And then it was just as a volunteer and advisor. That's what they were calling me then. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, that sounds like something right up my alley because just a fun fact, I've always wanted to teach or educate in some way. But I didn't know like if in the schools or or Mm -hmm. what, but I always like to help people find their niche. So I came, I tried that out. I, I think it's actually like some of those earliest moments are caught on camera and we just hit it off. Um, the kids and I really just vibed really well, as well as the staff members. And, you know, before you know it, I was volunteering for like maybe two, three years. And last year they asked me to come on full time as the art, as the artist development director. And so here we are going. I think we're going into year five now. Okay. So, yeah. So it's, it's really nice to be able to help 
kids with their stage presence. It's basically taking artists from the beginning and showing them. We teach them about like financial literacy, being a major label artist um, versus independent, mm-hmm. unsigned, all that type of stuff. So it's cool, and I really find joy in that. Right. Yeah. Now that's that's such a beautiful thing, and like for you guys to you know help. So teenagers. Yeah, really, t- thirteen to eighteen. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So like yeah, for you guys to be doing that, I I think that's that's amazing to start them yeah when they're yeah. young so that they they have this information um you know a, as they progress on and another thing that i kind of liked uh well they, this was a while ago but when you had that um not seminar trying to the workshop it. yeah, yeah. The workshop um surrounding everything within the music business like that was that was really helpful too thank you um yeah of course I brought like I brought my boy and he's he's more on the music side yeah. so he was like he was like yo thank you for yeah this, for this. you but know I, I like, tried to I yeah you know there's not a lot of information around on how to get started there's mm-hmm. always like either marketing companies trying to pitch to artists or promotional companies and mm-hmm. you know everything centered around getting signed but one thing people don't talk about is like artist development has left the labels and it has left the industry so a lot of times us artists are like basically thrown out to the wolves and we don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. So I figured that, you know, it's my duty to at least teach people how to get started. Cause regardless if you want to be signed or you want to stay independent, you have to start here first right. because you have to create a buzz and you got to make some noise first for them to even, for you to even be on their radar and for right. them to even want to reach out to you. You got to do it first anyway. So you might as well learn the, the ropes. Cause mm-hmm. it really is a, which people don't talk about it, it's entrepreneurship because you should be registered as a business if you're an artist because that's how you get paid and that's how you um, keep track of your expenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Word, okay. And I'm just going to slide into the, the music portion of yeah. it. So how, like, what was, what was kind of, one of the first things or one of the first signs when you were like, all right, like I like this music stuff. I want to get into this. You know what? I've been rapping a lot since I was like um, a little girl. So my dad is the reason why I'm in music. He introduced me into hip hop and then my mom like had this vast music collection. So every day it was just some form of music. And I always, I always would go up to him with like these little verses I would write mm-hmm. when I was like a little girl and they wasn't, they weren't making a lot of sense and stuff, but you couldn't tell me nothing. Like I was right. going to be a rapper and, and that was it. I was making mixtapes every weekend oh, on good. karaoke machines <laughs> and stuff and videos, all this type of stuff. My room was basically a production studio now that I think about it and look back at it. And it's funny cause today my apartment's the same. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, though, you know, on all our trips, we used to commute um, when I was like in my mid to late teens. And I remember when I was 18 years old, I spit a verse for my father again. Mm -hmm. This is all these years later. And he looked at me and he was like, oh, it's time. He's like, you're ready now. He was like, oh, (laughs) he was like, "Okay, you got you got nice. Mm -hmm. So he took me to the studio for the first time. And it was just a wonderful experience for me. And that's when I was like, you know what? So I think around circa. Like 2009, I started like trying to go really hard, but I was inconsistent, Mm. you know, from then up until now. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I lost my train of thought. 
It's so chill. It's so <laughs> yeah. calm today. That's why everything. <laughs> oh man. Um. Oh my goodness. I like. I have the questions here, but like. But I yeah, it. you gotta. Yep. All right. See, so, yeah, I got into the the music thing, and then I I knew I was ready around 2009. I was like in high school at the time, and mm-hmm. then I started podcasting. They didn't call it it then. It was online talk radio. Okay. Um, there so wasn't a name for it. Yeah. There wasn't a name for podcasting. Yeah. Or? I don't, I didn't hear people using the word podcast. Then it was online. Uh, what did I cut? It was, so it was blog talk radio that mm-hmm. I had my show red shades at the hour, mm-hmm. but I think they would call it like talk radio or online radio host. Oh. That's what we would call it. And basically that's what podcasting is now, but there's different platforms to put them on. Right. So we didn't have Spotify and, and Apple mm-hmm. podcasts and all that. Then it was just like, you would go on these platforms such as blog talk radio and listen to all these different shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. I learned something new. Every yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so after, you know, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take this, going to take this serious. Um, what else kind of, or, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. So were the charmers formed within those past years or was that more of like a recent thing? So the charmers, the band or the charmers, my, my fan base, the band. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, so the charmers, the band um, was formed last year oh, okay. uh, when I found out that I got accepted to play on the bands festival, mm-hmm. which at the time was, and still today, that's one of my most fondest memories, but it was a big deal for me at that time because I had never performed on, on a platform of that magnitude. Like it was really, it was a festival and it mm-hmm. was gonna, it was in the middle of Franklin Park and it was all those thousands of people there. It was, it was a big moment for me. So I, we started prepping and rehearsing months before. Mm-hmm. Once I, we found out early, like at the beginning of the year. So we knew. Um, and then I started practicing like maybe two and a half months before the show because okay. I had never performed with a band before prior right. to that. So it was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cause, cause honestly, I, I think I saw, I forget where, no, I missed you. I missed you at bands festival. I came like, I, I think when I got there, you were like, you were leaving the stage. Um, but then you got, was it? Bams Festival, where you guys were on Fox. No, oh, no so that, was... that so see, it was, things were happening so fast. That was um, what did they call that? It was uh, Mattapan Love. Oh, Zip Trips. Oh, okay, it was okay. called Zip Trips, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I did not watch that prior to. So there was a bunch of people hit me up like, "Yo, I see you. Like, I watch this all the time. I don't, I don't, I can't <laughs> believe you're on there." And I'm like, Zip. I was like, "Oh, I never heard of Zip Trips." And the thing is, what I found out is like. They don't, they usually go to the outskirts in the suburbs and they very seldom come to the hood. That mm-hmm. year they came to Mattapan. So the hood saw it. So right. they was like, oh, okay. And so um, that would happen very last minute too. So shout out to them for even being able to do it. it I remember, if you care to hear the story, like at this other festival I did, and that's why I play It's Good to Network, mm-hmm. The one of the curators knew somebody in the mayor's office that had the connection to zip trips and they needed an artist to perform, but they don't know any of us local artists. Cause you know, those sectors are very different. Yeah. So that lady was like, Hey, you know, it's last minute, but can I refer you red shades? And she has a band and stuff like that. And actually, I don't even think she told him I had the band. I think she just told him about me. 
And because I, I perform with the band that select shows, I don't want to give it all that. I don't want people right. to expect it all the time. So she hits me up. And at that time I thought it was the very next day. Cause I think she hit me up on like a Wednesday or a Thursday and the performance was on a Friday, but luckily we had a week Still not a lot of time mm-hmm. to prepare, so I called them all up, and they're like, what, Fox News? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. So um, we ended up doing that for Zip Trips with Fox News, and they interviewed me in one little portion, and then we performed after. And that, again, I was on a high, because Bands Fest was just like a month and a half before that. Mm-hmm. So that was a great day, too. Yeah. Last summer was lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Because um, I think... I forget how I how I heard about you. I think it was no, it was someone. I don't know if it was your um, album release party, okay. but it was on. I follow a Kalia. Okay. And it was on her story. She like she, was she opened up for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, she performed, and then I saw you perform, and I was like, I was like, okay. And then you know, did my research. Wow, that's and, how you found out. I I because I like to ask everybody. You mm-hmm. found out about me through Kalia. Yeah. Alea. Yeah. yeah. So, so she, I met her in TWHT. Really? Yeah, so it's good that you started off with those oh, questions because now it's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, and then, you know, doing my research, checked out your album. I was like, I think it was, I think it was just... The Chillin' in the Shade EP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's was... what the release party was for. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was that one, and then I think I went back... To Magnetic and, Aura. Yeah, yeah. And, and did that, and, and I heard... Just trying to catch yeah, the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's, get familiar with me. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know, like trying to, I was like, this is this is what I like in local artists, you know, mm-hmm. because I like I grew up on like the, you know, the older the older school. So like, my brother was heavy on like New York stuff. So yeah. Like, Dipset, so you like, like a certain oh, kind of rap. Yeah, you yeah, know, I, like I, I love Dipset. You feel me? Like, like they just, I, I can't explain it. Um, So like Dipset, but like going you back even further. had to have been further, there, what a time. Exactly, you know? <laughs> um, But going back even further, I do like, like I listen to like a lot of like Dr. Dre and like Snoop, you know, mm-hmm. all those guys. Like that's, that's kind of like, that bounce, it was different, mm-hmm. right? Uh, So like that's, when I listen to music, like that's what I like to hear. And I get that a lot from from your music. As Thank well. you. Yeah, you strike me as like a hip hop fan, like yeah. a connoisseur. Like mm-hmm. you re- you dissect the lyrics and and <laughs> want to know about the artist. And I appreciate like fans like that or supporters like that mm-hmm. because I'm like, damn, are there any of them left? Like right. I want you to catch the entendres I'm putting in the songs, mm-hmm. and you know. So <laughs> you see, and like now now I'm getting excited because I'm like, all right, like. Feel the aura. Like there was so <laughs> many things I had to break down and feel the aura. If you have not heard it, you need to go check it out because that album was phenomenal. Um, but old days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's break it down. Let's. <laughs> Yo, so, so, okay. What so, happened? Talk to me. <laughs> so, starting with the sample, right? Okay. I was like, as soon as the beat came on, I was like, I know, th- I know this sample mm-hmm. because what's funny is like, so I, I used to produce, like I still kind of do, okay. but not really, um, not, or not as much, but, um, so what's crazy is like that same section that you guys use. Yeah. Like I was trying to work with that before and I was like, all right, like, you know, I, I can't really do it. Like I'll come back to it. It was one right. of those. 
And then when I heard it in that beat, I was like, oh my God. You said, this oh is- my goodness, right? <laughs> heard yo, them 808s. <laughs> yo, I was like, this is perfectly crafted. Everybody murdered their beat. Tashawn Taylor and... Rayel. Rayel, yep. okay. Tayshawn's yeah. from TAAC too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, so he he helps out with them as well. Now, now he's right. alumni. Both, well, both of them are. Now right, they yeah. help out, but they were once students. Right, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's amazing yep. too. Shout out, shout out to, to both. Well, shout out everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, like hearing that, that sample, I was like, okay. And then the beat building and then uh, like something else I noticed is like everybody did the hook right before that verse. So I was like, okay. Like, You're the second it, person to met. See, I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> I like, like it, it catches me every single time. And I just, I love that. Like the way, first of all, the way he came on the beat was like, all right. Wasn't it know, gritty and just like, yeah. you felt his, I like Tayshawn because when you listen to his music, you feel the pain mm-hmm. or whatever emotion that he's giving you, you feel it instantly yeah. when he raps. 100%. So it was, so, uh, so I yeah, think you like, saw first. <laughs> Man, so yeah, there was that. Um, ah, what was another one? I, re- I really like Ghost. Ghost, yeah. how you and, you and Kasia, I, I think you guys kind of, it was like a perfect balance, you know? Like, um, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but like, it, it just, it, it everything fits so right. In like in the pockets and ev- like in the verses, you. everything was. I, I really like that song as well. Um, and then well, I, <laughs> I talk about this one because the recipe you was <laughs> you was just in your bag. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, I was she on was my talking shit. her shit, and you can't say like you can't say nothing. Like yo, her work speaks for herself. Like you can't, you can't. Yeah, you know, it's a different vibe on every song, you know, I was it. And I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear like what song stood out to you because everybody is giving me different answers. And I I appreciate that because that lets you know, you know, it's a cohesive body of work. Right. And different songs speak to people in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, when the album first came out, I was hearing, let's just say, you know, this, that and the third. And now that it's been marinated for a couple of months, now I'm hearing different different mm-hmm. things yeah. you know so it's cool to like hear that yeah and i i mean there's just i like I, I hate picking songs because like the whole the whole well the album as a whole is like it, it's a great body of work thank you um we got it on <laughs> like yo you you three just <laughs> I, like i can't explain it you three just just do just, y'all just handle business so thank you i like i'm always surprised when when i hear all the femcs on one track, like the Halloween cipher. We'll kind of get into that a little <laughs> Uh-oh, bit. Oh, right, because um, that just happened. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I watched that video and I was like, I gotta watch this again. <laughs> yeah, we got. We'll break that down. Yeah. Let's... Um, but so how do you? What what is it like, kind of being in the studio, like, and all you guys, like, do you guys give each other your space or like uh, when you're writing together? I, I don't really know. Like, okay, so I'll, I yeah, I break this down for you. One of the reasons why Feel the Aura as a whole is very special and unique to me is because I've never collaborated with people on my previous projects. And, and when I did, they were always vocalists. So Kealea mm-hmm. was the only person um, I think that was featured on Chilling in the Shade and on Magnetic Aura. The two features was my mom and a close friend mm-hmm. that people didn't know. And now they know now because I'm telling everybody. So 
I was very um, because I'm very reserved, like regularly. And um, I really didn't know the artists out here like that when I first did Magnetic Aura. So it was something to overcome for me. It was more than just, oh, I'm putting the whole city on my project. This was like, hey, I'm so used to being solo Mm -hmm. and doing everything myself. Let me branch out so I can have my sound elevated and, and put other people on other people's radars that probably never heard of them. And, and same for me because they're going to promote the song because exactly. they're on it. And maybe someone that has never heard of me now knows who I am. You know, mm-hmm. it's a cross promotion type of thing, but more importantly is community. So when I was doing this album this time around, I wrote these songs with different people in mind. Mm-hmm. And so when you get a chance on my website, there's a Fail the Aura EPK page that sort of just takes you from beginning to end of how all of this was constructed and how it came about. And we filmed each mm-hmm. writing e- and, and each session. Yeah, each session and each recording session, which is called the Aura session. So when writing that song with Brandy and Cake, it was just a vibe. We already knew each other and had familiarity. And I think. When we wrote this song, it was right after um, we did the Hella Black show mm. with the BCA, where it was all we, of us. I, right, I that, yeah. we'll get to that. And I think, I think we just so I like write a lot of songs way ahead of time. I had that beat like a year or two before. Mm. And another fun fact that nobody else knows is when I had this verse like written already. Brandy Blaze and I were coming home from another show because people just love putting us on the same bill, <laughs> right? So we're doing one of our many shows together. And a secret is we always play each other like unreleased music. Mm. Nobody has heard it. Nobody knows what it is. And so I play her this beat. And she's like, yo, sis, I don't know like what you have planned for this. She's like, that verse is fire. Like, I need to be on this song. She's like, I'm coming in strong arm and like, I, this could have been a single song for you, but mm. I need to be on it. <laughs> so I'm like, bet I remembered. But like I said, a year, a year and a half went by. And so now I'm get kicking things into gear to record, feel the aura. And I'm like, you know what? I want cake on this song. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me reach out to cake. Cake was like, just tell me where to be. And that was the thing. It was like, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm so like crazy. Like, I was scared to like ask people yeah. to, to hey, do you want to do the song? And they're like, Red, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> like, yeah, we want to do the song. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, tell us where to be. Because it was like, you know, dealing with a lot of schedules are crazy. So one, I'm asking them to take time out their day to come to a writing session because I was like, we're not doing songs where we're sending verses back and forth. Right. We all got to be under the same roof in red light too. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, then we got to... Um, pick a date to record it they're like all right cool bet whatever Mm. so i pretty much had it all laid out for them and they all did i didn't receive any kickback and i think the we got it on song was one of the quickest ones we wrote because it's so easy to just talk your shit Mm -hmm. on a song that's all we did yeah and the chorus was just chopped up versions of what we already said in the verse so that was a fun record Mm. and i i didn't know that i knew people would like it but i didn't know it was gonna really hit them i'm like y'all really like talking shit songs yeah, I'm like people this, just this like true. yo. Yes, yes I'm like, because <laughs> because uh, at least for me, like when I hear, you know, when I hear a song, like when I throw on the recipe, yeah, like that ain't Jakarta shit. That, that, like like people yeah, love like, that line. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then yeah, you was um 
you was talking your shit. Uh, I, I can't remember the lyrics, but it's like, um, it's like the last, I think it's like the last line of the second verse. In Recipe? In Recipe, yeah. Okay. So, let me see. Um, but, but it's it's right after that, like, right after that Dad ain't your car, your dad. Yeah, it's, it's The like, way that you live in is sad. Um, yes, I sound judgy, but you tried to crush me, and now I'm gonna like, get in your ass. Like, yeah, like, like, yo, when yeah. I'm when I when I throw that on, I hear that, I'm like, yo, yeah. like that's yeah, that's like, that talk, right? You, you feel me? You know so, what? I yo, my headspace around this time. The thing is, like, I do a lot of like self reflection, and I listen to you know what my supporters are saying, or you know, I make music for me, but and with hopes that you guys can relate to it too. But one thing I was hearing a lot was. Red, we want to hear you talk more shit. Mm -hmm. They was like, you so nice and like, you know, all this, that, and the third, and we know you got bars, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. But now we want to hear, like, we want to hear you talk that talk. So I took that into consideration, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. They don't. They think I can't talk shit. So I was like, (laughs) on this album, I was just like, I'm gonna do it. (laughs) I was like, here we go. (laughs) Oh man, nah, that was that. That was good. Um, let me see. So yeah, we got it on. Um, what's the other one? Bahamas to Atlanta. From Bahamas to Atlanta. Yeah. Oh yes, yep. yes. So, <laughs> I mean, I love like I've always loved you know like bars and like definitely like hearing back and forth. Mm-hmm. That back in like, the day, I, people I, don't I really, really do that you no more. Feel me? So, yeah. So like that was just that was dope to hear. Uh, you know, two talented artists going back to back like that and I played it for my boy mm-hmm. like we, we was I forget where he was I think we was I don't know we was going somewhere but like I put that on and he was like yo bro I'm gonna need this song like <laughs> like you don't Appreciate hear it, you. It, it's very rare to hear artists like like I said like go back and forth mm-hmm. right now like we don't we don't hear that a lot mm-hmm. but that's just that was a beautiful art and you guys did it so well so. thank you I appreciate it so this that is one. why it's important to write in person the, at the writing session. Mm-hmm. It's good to have a writing session because we wouldn't have been able to execute that if we did it back and forth. Right. The song probably would have never came out. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, man. So there's that one. And then uh, Still I Love You. That one, <laughs> like, I think realistically, I, I believe I had that one on play the most okay. just because it's like. Like it's a different space, yes. you know, and and it's a very vulnerable song, and you know that that's a as you mentioned on the song, like that was a very vulnerable space for you, and you know you, well, in the second verse, you you know you were a child. That was a very different experience. For yes. You. So like I, I can easily empathize with people. So yeah. it was like, all right, like that that put me in a space. I was like, okay, like I I feel I every time I hear that song, I feel the song you feel like it every, thank you every part of it and then shout out to prescott because he did his thing didn't he kill well. it he it, just oh brought emotion to the song as well as my engineer i gotta give shout out to him too to international show because he added keys on there that were not on the original beat mm-hmm. so he said i need to reel this in i need to now we need to take it home so we were sort of driving you guys mm-hmm. and he was like we need to pull them back in and take them home with the to he like put a breakdown on it and put some keys in and made it more dramatic mm-hmm. and I, just all those elements I think helped it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, that was just, those, those are just some of the ones that, you know, like have been on repeat, but again, like the whole, 
the whole album from start to finish is like is is a beautiful piece of work and thank you i really like also what you did with um they call me shades because that, that that um the visual it, it was so different like the animation the, yeah like yeah. that was that was dope um, you know you got to get creative during covid and all that exactly. and once i see you know i was and i, I don't want to mess up any of your your following questions but for those that don't know i had a movie planned with this that was gonna tie in all my bodies of work not just this album so it wasn't like you know oh i'm putting a movie with the album this was like everything because you know my brand is about delayed gratification in my artistic journey and how long things took and Mm -hmm. and how to enjoy the fruits of your labor right and once we found out that all those restrictions hit which which was in mid-march i knew right then and there that all these production calls i was having with my team they had to had to come to a halt. So I was like, well, clearly we're not going to be able to film the movie, which means we're not going to be able to do the movie premiere. Because right. I don't know if you remember, I was telling everybody to save a date way mm-hmm. early, like yep. July, uh, January of mm-hmm. this year. Save the date, save the date, because that's what the plan was. And once I saw that there was these restrictions, I said, damn, it's not looking good. I instantly had to pivot. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, what ways can I stand out from not only my peers, but just, you know, things that you've seen in a while. And I said, well, we're going to have to get animated. Mm. <laughs> and, and and that's so that's the route that I took. Right. Yeah. So that that route was was a great route. Thank so. you. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect people to. I don't know why I'm ne- I never expect people to do anything, <laughs> but I'm like, because my thing is like, you know, we create art, right? You don't yeah. know how it's going to resonate with people. and You don't know the impact or reaction mm-hmm. it's going to have. So one, when that came out, because I'm very strategic about what time I release things and what mm-hmm. days, because, you know, they be trying to play us with the algorithms. So I put it out and it just like went crazy. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was just I think it was a good if timing was everything, because at that time people were not seeing that. Right. And it, also there weren't a lot of releases in mm-hmm. the city either. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and like, like you said, like fitting the time, you know, with COVID, mm-hmm. I think. No, that, that came the summer ish, right? Yeah. So, it, so yeah, but so. I started promoting it two months prior. So yeah. people knew it was coming since I think like the end of May mm-hmm. and I dropped it at the end of July. Yeah. yeah. So, so like trying to get some in, it, anticipation. Yeah, it, and I was giving y'all little pieces every Sunday. Mm-hmm. There was something in tied to the album. So I'm like, they're like, it's coming. Right. All right. <laughs> all right. It's almost here. It, it was a great buildup. Yeah. It not even like just a buildup. Like it was a phenomenal like you, like you did your thing. Roll so, it out, yeah. It, thank so, you. Um, so yeah, jump in a little backwards into the Halloween cipher. Okay, let's so, get it. So how did how did that come about? So like, I have to give all credit to um shout out to uh, Maze Radio Inside the Maze. Mm-hmm. They're you know they started out as like a a radio show and they used to be on a couple of different platforms, but now they're on um Big City FM on eighty eight point five. Uh, sorry, and um, but they're also a, like a media production company, so mm-hmm. they do visual videos and visuals. So shout out to Sir Eyes Films, and they do a ha- Halloween cipher every year. This particular year, they had this great idea to do a Halloween cipher with the FMCs, mm-hmm. and when what what got me what got me to say yes already was because I already mentioned earlier that I have a film and video background. I love to play like a bunch of different characters. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people know about me. 
um, if if we didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. And um, when they reached out to me and told me that it was going to be in it and try to do some like Halloween metaphors and uh, I'm going to be tied up and all that. I said, sign me up. I said, that's all y'all got to tell me. Because there's sometimes like I get approached with certain things. I was like, ah, no, I'm not interested. Right. Like, oh, whatever. But tied up to the shed and outside and holler. And they, the thing, shout out to them. Like, they accommodate you. Like, a lot of times people will ask you to do things and they're not providing anything. It's like, this is only benefiting you. Like, mm-hmm. we need something to feed me. Do something. Right. So, they did all that and more and it was the enthusiasm and when they put my they basically put all my homies on the track so i was like well why not it's a Mm -hmm. celebration let's let's do it and so you know they reached out to us with that and with that in mind but they didn't know how the song was gonna turn out who was gonna say what and i really took it to heart because i kept it all the way halloween Mm -hmm. and um and then we filmed it like a week later after doing the song. So all this happened relatively fast mm-hmm. and then boom, we put it out on Halloween and that was, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, that was dope to, you know, cause, cause like I said earlier, like having, having all the fences on one track is like, Posse it's just, cut. It, yeah. You, you feel me? Like yeah. it, it's, it's different and it feel like it, it shows like, yo, Femsy Femsies are doing their thing. Like there's no, like I'm trying to I'm really trying to step away from like the whole you know oh there's a female rapper yeah no, it's, that's a rapper yeah you feel me yeah like, the femcees like it just so like, happens that the the female mm-hmm. MCs are, are the ones like you know collectively and individually I feel like everybody's doing their thing mm-hmm. on their own and then when you bring us together it's like even more dynamic exactly so yeah like I'm I don't know I'm I'm excited for for all you guys like to to see, you know, how you progress and to see, like, I, I love the collabs and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so like, I, I'm excited for, for more of those. Appreciate that. Um, so going into, um, what's coming a little later, you know, the BMAs. So how do you feel about, <laughs> you know, your nominations and, and stuff? You know what? If I could be completely honest with you, like, cause I, people say this, but I'm gonna tell you mine, like, if you follow me closely or if you know, you know that um, I don't do my work for awards. Mm-hmm. That's cliche, but it honestly, my mission with this music has nothing to do with those type of recognitions. However, it feels really great to be recognized, particularly in the categories that I was recognized in. Mm-hmm. So I can't lie and sit here and be like, oh, I, ain't, I don't care about none of that. No, it feels good. It mm-hmm. does, especially for album of the year. And was something that I put a lot of effort into, and I'm just glad that it didn't go un- over overlooked mm-hmm. and underrepresented and all that. I'm glad that what I put into it is what I'm receiving back. Um, and then what's one of the other categories? Hip hop artist of the year. I ne- I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, like not that I don't feel I deserve it, but you know politics, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So to be there with all those other talented people and those names that have been there every year, mm-hmm. you know, coming from last year, I was nominated for one award. It was uh, Unsigned Artist of the Year. And that was even, you know, I was so honored and happy to be there. But to come back the following year with four mm-hmm. in those major categories, it, it does feel really good. And it's like, OK, you know, um, I'm here. I made my mark, you yeah. know, so. That's good. Yeah. And it's definitely like. We can, or at least for me, like I can sense that, you know, through your music, it's not about like, 
the fame. It, it, yeah, and, like it, it really it, not. It, that just came with it. it. Yeah, I didn't no, really. It, this life chose me. It, yeah. I, yeah, I ain't really. I don't care about if you if like I said, whoever follows me knows I don't care about all that. So you never about the oh, I'm a celebrity. You better wear mm, my right. food. Like what? <laughs> like I'm. Re- I really just be chilling. Like. Mm. <laughs> but, right. Okay. Um. So. And then how did um so the Hella Black event, how did that come together? Um selecting everyone to say, okay, like this is how we're like this is the bill and Yeah. And- this was all um shout out to Candace McDuffie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I'm not sure if you heard of her. She's oh, a oh, yes, really yeah. g- great journalist mm-hmm. here. And then um the BCA Boston Center for Arts and Lindsay Allen. Mm-hmm. All of them they curated the show together. They reached out to us with this idea. Sounded really great. Um and then having Dig Boston cover it and put us all on that cover. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I feel like that's iconic because the city has never seen anything like that before. Um, where because we always get a name, but like, oh, nobody supports, and and then the fee, you know they make it seem like the femcs don't get along, like uh, you know nationally mm-hmm. as far as in the mainstream and stuff. Especially around that time with the whole like Cardi B and Nicki situation yeah, yeah. and all that, so it was like it was a breath of fresh air to see something like that being done on a local level. Um, And that's something that I'll never forget. That's a moment in time I'll never forget. And so they brought us all together. They had Jay Hunt take the pictures. I think it was so dope to see everybody in black like Mm -hmm. that and and the group picture and the individual shots. It was just really dope. And I was just happy to be a part of that. I felt like we were making history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you guys definitely did. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I went there, I was... Like I normally, I normally go with a friend, mm-hmm. uh, but I went alone this time, oh. and like that was, that was a little nerve wracking for me because I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I'm, I'm here, yeah, surrounded by everybody, like all these people who are super talented. Like I, it was kind of like that imposter syndrome kicking in. Okay, but um, but you deserve yeah, to be there too. You, you know, but like that's back. that's kind of like what I remind, try to remind, or that's what I remind myself mm-hmm. of. Um, but yeah, like again, like. Imposter syndrome aside, like just being present in that moment, I was like, okay, like there's all these talented people here. Like there's no way people can really say that Boston doesn't support each other. Like there's just. Either you're not out in the scene and you're just talking just to talk Mm -hmm. because there's no way you could witness all of that and say that. Exactly. So that was, again, like that was a beautiful thing. And I, I really enjoyed it. Like, appreciate it I, everything i was like it's every dope. performance it, yeah like there it, was it, there was local just concert goers there there was news there mm-hmm. press and media there the people from the mayor's office was there boston magazine was there like you gotta really know who these people are to know like how much love we get there everybody and anybody was there it was like a very diverse crowd mm-hmm. so yeah that was that was amazing to to see so <laughs> what what was the the driving force behind the boxing role? Because I honestly I love that. Like yeah. I, I think that's so dope. People like, like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very dope to you know like like you. Yeah. Like, yo, I, I really can't say anybody like who who else wears a, a boxing role? like that's yeah. so different. But it's 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 fire. Thank you. I I wear that at select shows. I notice because people when I do wear it, people love it. I, mm-hmm. me, I'm real like I'm animated in mm-hmm. a sense to where you know rapping is essentially acting because we got we have to play all these different characters when we do videos mm-hmm. and 
which hint hint I'm, I'll, I'll say something at the end to for people to stay on the lookout for but like I I feel like I embody a different persona. I ain't red shades is not who I am as a regular person. This is a persona. This mm-hmm. is, this is an artist. This is, uh, it's a creative, you mm-hmm. know? And so I don't ever want to get like, give people the same show twice. Mm-hmm. And so I always try to throw different elements. Even if I'm still performing the same songs, I always switch my sets up the venue. Uh, like I always do a different set list. Um, all the time because I want to give somebody different. Cause say, you know, you just mentioned two events that you came from. So if you saw me at Bands Fest and you saw me at Hella Black, those are two completely different exactly. shows. So I want to keep that same reputation so that you never know what you're going to expect when you come see a Red Shades mm-hmm. show. You know what I mean? So, um, with that boxing robe, it was me just getting to yet another one of my million characters that mm. I do. I had the gloves on and I come out and I had a song, an old song from my first project, Magnetic Aura, called Bad News. And I always wanted to do a video for that. And it was going to be like in the boxing range. And I might still do it. Who mm. knows? Um, and that's why I wear that when I come out, because it was like. I was known as the underdog. I was out. I was pursuing music for all these years and I just started getting my flowers like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was underdog. It was like the champ is here. The people's champ. That's mm-hmm. what DJ Washington, shout out to Washington. That's what they be calling me. So I was just like, you know, fulfilling that. Mm-hmm. Word. So yeah, <laughs> giving you, y'all something to you, look at. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm not about to just get up here on the mic. I'm giving you a show. Right. Like, so yeah. I can definitely say like, uh, kind of like you said, there's, for the shows that I've been to, it's never been the same show. Um, it's always been, it's always been like a different, it, it, even if it is like a different or the same songs, the yeah. same songs, different track lists, different arrangements, yeah, whatever. So. And you know, this is all coming from a person that I'm super, you're talking about being nervous to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm so nervous to be on stage. I have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm, it takes a lot for me to get up there and do what I do, but wearing these glasses gives me these superpowers that, you know, I didn't know I possessed and I get up there and just black out. Mm -hmm. And then when I get off, I go back to like the regular shy me, Mm -hmm. but, um, up there, I feel like, Oh, they, you know, they're here to see me. Like I got to give y'all something to see. (laughs) So, and what made you like, what made it red shades that you wanted to go with? Like what was, what was the story behind that? The oh, so story behind that, and it's uh, this is not really as cool as we probably want it to be, but like, I was getting babysat by my aunt one day, way back in the day, I was like 11. She said I was being good. We went to the store out in Hyde Park called Hair Stop, and in Hair Stop, they, at the front, they sell non- um, hair item. They sell all these accessories, so like glasses and lighters and all this type of stuff. And this is the early 2000s, and um, she told me to pick whatever I wanted. And I went to um, the front, and I'm looking, and I see these, like, little red shades. And it was like, you know when it's, like, love at first sight? Like, yeah. I'm looking at all that <laughs> stuff up there, and I see those. And for some, re- for some reason to me, I was so, um, like, enticed by... The red glass. I had never seen shades, colored shades, and mm-hmm. and red. I guess I found out then was my favorite color. Mm-hmm. So I picked those up, and I'm like, "Can I get these?" And she's like, "Okay, yeah, whatever." So prior to that, uh, take you a little bit back when I'm making all those mixtapes. I told you like every week, and I had a karaoke machine. I would make up these different characters, mm-hmm. and now everything's coming together again because you're seeing this like 
this pattern with me and per- taking on these different personas. I was an only child, mm-hmm. so I would make up these. Di- I had like a rapper, a-, a label, and I would be this. I would be a rap group, me, mm-hmm. one person. I would be like three people. Then I was this other solo artist that came on, and so on and so forth. When I got those red glasses, I inducted yet another label mm-hmm. mate. And I was like, oh, this person is Red Shades. And I named it Red Shades because my nickname is Shay. Mm-hmm. And I and these were shades. So I put that in there and they were red. So I made I said Red Shades. But then as I got older, it meant much more to me. And red ended up representing not only my aura, but the fire and passion mm-hmm. that I put into my art, into my work, into my purpose. And Shades represented my perspective and my vision mm-hmm. on everything and red shades is that fire yeah. passion perspective vision so yeah i like that though yeah That's, it's definitely like you know like coming from a young age like you see the red shades mm-hmm. and then like that like you grow into that you That's, grow i grew into that person so now for me just being with like i mentioned the the anxiety and stuff putting these on give me like these superpowers so there's a lot that's why in my music I give uh, there's a lot of vulner- vulnerability because I'm bringing you in deeper into who I am like as a person and it's my perspective out of these like rose colored glasses. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of wordplay, it's a lot of deeper meaning behind it. It just depends on how you interpret it. Right. Okay. And then what what do you find um inspires you the most like when you're coming up with content or you know if you're doing a verse like what are some of the things? So for me, um, the beat always evokes uh, emotions and, and words for me. Like I don't ever like write a song and then find a beat to fit that. I tailor my lyrics to the beat and mm-hmm. I'm very particular about my beats um, and my beat selection and stuff. So maybe what I can say is sometimes like for instance with still I love you I was sitting on that song for five years mm-hmm. I had to be I already wrote that chorus I already knew that that's what I wanted the words to be however I did not have the second verse yet because I wasn't ready um to to speak about that that moment yet and then um I didn't change because there's kind of two choruses in that song so mm-hmm. the first one is sort of like about relationships and then the second one is about loss mm-hmm. and I didn't write those specific lyrics yet until the more recent years so sometimes I'll have like an idea and I'll come back to it like you mentioned with your beats mm-hmm. But other times, it's I hear that beat, I play it over and over and over and over and over. And then words start coming out. And usually what I do is I start rapping gibberish first. Mm -hmm. And the flow sounds fire. Yeah. And then I start putting real words in there. That's mm-hmm. sort of like how I rap. I'd be like, I'll hear a beat and I'll be like, it's a fabulous, and then I'll go, I'm the edge of this. I come in through mm-hmm. and I blast the shit. And but then I'll do that. And then that's how I make a song. Word. Yeah. Some are faster than others. And some take a while, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, I I definitely like that. Like the, like you know, you you gotta you gotta yeah. do gibberish <laughs> and like even if you're humming or something, you know, like to find the pockets, exactly. And stuff Especially and with and the R and B songs I exactly. write, exactly. I, I usually get the melody mm-hmm. first, and then I be I know how I want it to sound, and then I'll write that, and then I'll go to the vocalist and tell them sing it like this, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, I guess. I guess uh, my last biggest question mm-hmm. is like, what advice would you give to like another uh, up and coming creative? 
you know what i would say do your research on you know your market because this is just not for aspiring musicians like if you want to be a visual artist or a multidisciplinary artist no matter what market you're in research it because it's ever-changing it's always going to change and you know figure out if you want to do it as a hobby or if you would like to make a living with your work and if it's the the latter then make sure you're doing your research and networking and meeting people because you never know the places that your art will take you Mm -hmm. i'm a living testimony of that and just um stay persistent i would say and always be looking to learn and seek knowledge because you never they come from the most weirdest unexpected places and i would say don't be too hard on yourself Mm -hmm. don't be too much of a perfectionist and that's something i had to learn um because when i first started out uh you know i would sit on songs forever and it's like bro like release it yeah. and and you know move on and do whatever but at the same time you want to be meticulous and take your time mm-hmm. so i think it's a balance but that's what i would say research um collaborate mm-hmm. big yeah. collaborate is huge because people be like network network but collaborate those people you're networking with mm-hmm. and yeah that's what i would say all right okay so my last question do you have any shout outs Yo, I got a shout out for the whole city, man. Nah, for <laughs> real. But um, I want to shout out to everybody that sort of had to, that had their projects halted and they had to figure out how they were going to pivot. And now they're out here soaring and doing great things. Shout out to everybody that's still going through. But also super shout out to people that, you know, they're stuck and they, they don't know what to create right now. Because a lot of people make you feel like, oh, you know, you need to be, this is the perfect time for you to be creating. Right. I'm here to say, like, if you're stuck right now, that's okay. Hopefully you're finding inspiration for everybody that continued to push forward. And don't um, create, like, these unnecessary timelines. So just shout out to everybody doing their thing and, you know, spreading positivity. That's mm. what I would say. Right. Yo, you heard it here first. Um Again, Don Talk Podcast, Legendary Red Shades. Yo, thank you again for No, thank for, you. For here. It's a pleasure to be here on the podcast. Call on me, I got the recipe. Call on me, call on me, I got the recipe. Call on me, I got the recipe. Call on me, call on me, I got the recipe. Yeah. Call on me, I got the recipe. Call on me, call on me, I got the recipe. Yeah. Call on me, I got the recipe. Call on me, call on me, I got the recipe. Yeah. Oh, I got the recipe. Yeah.